so it, it's 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 very much encouraging each other um, to to have the the relationships and the and the uh, opportunities to spend time with our partners that we each want. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy. Welcome to episode 269. We're Finn and Emma, and today we are talking with Lara and John. They have a wonderful beautiful story. They've been together over 30 years and practicing non-monogamy about 22 of them, which is pretty crazy. It's a long time. Well, I think one of the things that that they talk about in this that's really amazing about it is they didn't have any script. There There weren't a lot of resources for them when they started. They didn't have words for this. They were just sort of doing it their own way, blazing a path. Yeah. And they talk about how they did that and the way that they've continued to do that. Even... I think even when the the words started to show up, polyamory, compersion, all of these different things, they, I don't know, I want to say they had to jump on the game, but it was- <laughs> They figured it out. They did. And, it's, and, and it wasn't flawless. And I think that's what's great about this conversation is they talk about that. And we're super grateful for their vulnerability and their willingness to come on and share their story. Yes. And a quick reminder to check out Lara's books. She's going to talk about them in the interview, but the links to her books are in the show notes as well. Yeah. Links to her website, which have all of her books. Yes. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And one other quick thing that I thought would be fun to share up front here is a little bit of a disclaimer. I think in the first, I made this note after listening to like the first two minutes as I was editing. And I think when we ask him to introduce themselves, John sort of starts to talk and Laura kind of jumps over top of him. And then John's a little bit quieter throughout this episode, and I think this is one of those ones where I, I, I feel this urge to, to give the disclaimer that what you hear is not what we saw. And right. so part of what you're missing is John John was actually not really supposed to be part of this conversation. He was a, he was a late ad. <laughs> which is awesome. Which is amazing, and we're so glad he was part of it. But he was also, I think, a transient member, maybe <laughs> taking care of some dogs, doing some other odds and ends. And so... There were chunks of this conversation where he was like in and out of it. And so, again, it's an amazing conversation and he's such a valuable asset to it. But it's definitely not the situation where Lara is uh, making him be quiet while while she dominates. Not at all. Not Not at at all. all. (laughs) And you'll get that anyway. But I thought I'd just share it up front and and waste some more of your time. So thank you for your time. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you to me. You're welcoming me. Whatever. We, We don't know what we're doing here. It's a day. Happy New Year. Yeah. I was going to say, it is. Happy New Year. It's now 2023. Why didn't we say that at the beginning? But Because it's already been a year. I know. It's, we're three days into it and it's been a year. I know. But happy 2023, everyone. We hope you had a wonderful New Year's and are excited for this upcoming year. And for this upcoming interview, which we're going to jump into right now for all of the premium subscribers and for the rest of you, you non-premium subscribers, we have a couple of fun announcements. They're going to be just as fun as the last three minutes, guaranteed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
For anyone who's not familiar with the premium subscription, it's a way to skip the announcements up front here, but don't worry, you'll still get important upcoming dates announcements at the end. To sign up, go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com, and you can sign up on the homepage for as little as $2 a year. Cheap. 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 And it's at the beginning of the year. What a great New Year's resolution, Emma. <laughs> to skip, we're encouraging them to skip all our announcements. That's a terrible idea. Don't skip our <laughs> announcements. But it Why is. Why do we even offer the premium subscription if we don't want them to listen to our announcements? Well, it's because it's a way to support the show. Gotcha. <laughs> Other ways to support the show that we absolutely love would be to join the community, which, bonus, you get the premium subscription included. You do. So it's kind of a two for one or. Yep. Yep. <laughs> the, so the community, we do monthly Q&As. We do a monthly men's group and women's group calls that are open to anybody of any gender. And we also are starting some in-person events. We have one coming up on January 28th, the weekend of January 28th. We're doing a small get-together in the East Bay of San Francisco. And so if that seems like something you'd like to do, all of the information is posted in the community and you also get ongoing chats and support with hundreds of people from around the globe all day, every day, day and night, 24-7. Yeah, and you can sign up for as little as five bucks a month. Yep. Links are at our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Click on the community tab. There is a short application and you will be let in in a jiffy if you're as awesome as you think you are. <laughs> wow. <laughs> we'll think you're awesome. I mean, you're listening to this. You're still listening. So that, so so that, you're means, you're, awesome. that means you're awesome. And patient. Yeah, and patient. The other fun thing that you can always join, we do monthly virtual meet and greets. We just had one at the end of December and had a great turnout. It was a lot of fun. Uh, the next virtual meet and greet will be on January 19th. That's a Thursday night. And these are open to anyone. You just must be open-minded and respectful. You do not have to be part of the community to join. Nope. And you know what was fun about the last one? We did a, a theme. Yes. And I wore a bedazzled witch's hat. You did because the theme was holiday potpourri. And I just chose the theme of Actually, I didn't choose. choose the I was going to say the 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 outfit chose me. Yes, because we were staying at a friend's house and we were borrowing outfits. And it was a haunted witch's hat, <laughs> and it it was summoned to me. <laughs> I conjured it. We shouldn't tell them our secrets. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the last thing. Speaking of secrets. Oh wait, wait, wait. Oh no. Just we talked kidding. about themes for the last one, but we don't. We have not announced a theme for this January meet and greet. We might need to take a theme a month off from the themes. That's true. I think we we will this month, but that still means you sh still want to join. It's super fun, no matter what. It is. You can make your own theme. To sign up, go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com, and click on the events tab. We were talking about secrets before yeah. you interrupted me. Yeah. And you're gonna go move oh, this into SCE check, aren't you? Oh, spoiler. <laughs> so one thing that we don't keep totally. secret, the transition, Emma, was one thing we don't keep secret <laughs> is our favorite way to get tested for STIs, which is stdcheck.com, which you can get a 10-panel test for as little as $129 when you use the links on our website, which saves you $10 and supports the show financially, which we absolutely are grateful for. So thank you in advance. This is fast, this is easy, and this is the way Emma and I have been getting tested for STIs for years. It is not a secret. Nope. We make it very publicly known. Sorry for ruining your transition. It's okay. <laughs> There's always next week. Yep. I'll come up with a new one. Yep. And so go check it out. Links are on our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Click on the resources tab or any single one of the podcast show notes under the podcast tab where you'll see pictures of our guests, links to all of their work, and links to our favorite non-secret 
stdcheck.com. <laughs> Non-seekers, the, the important <laughs> word there. Exactly. Also, a quick reminder, reach out to us, send us a voicemail, send us an email. We would love to hear from you if you want to be a guest on the podcast. Again, we'd love to hear from you. Or if you just have any general feedback, questions, yeah, reach out to us. And you don't even have to be an author like Laura or present like John. <laughs> That's true. All right. Seriously, though, thank you, John. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we'll go talk, talk to uh, Laura and John. Oh, welcome to the podcast, Lara and John. We're excited to have you here today. How are you doing this morning? Um, yeah, pretty good. It's noon here, um, you know, so midday, and uh, it's been it's been a, a nice uh, sunny day for for a winter, you know. But take, taking it easy on the Sunday morning. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You don't Wonderful. want to do too much. And we issue our first correction. Good afternoon. Yes. That'll be our That's last true. mistake of the day. <laughs> we promise. Morning here. <laughs> afternoon yeah, there. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Love it. Well, do you mind introducing yourselves for us and for the listeners so that we get a little idea of who Lara and John are before we dig into all of the facets of your life that you don't share on places that aren't podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, dear. I, I'm Lara, and I, uh, I've been married to John uh, f- uh, since 1992. That's 30 years for those of you guys who don't know how to do math. <laughs> we don't. So thank no. you for translating. <laughs> we had only met um, about uh, uh, nine months before we got married. Yeah. Um, and we met in college through some common friends. I tripped over at a party. <laughs> <laughs> and then promptly asked, he promptly asked the, my roommates, um, you know, who is that person? Um, and I didn't actually notice him at all. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, I came back in from a, an internship and uh, he called the house looking for them. And uh, so they weren't there. They weren't there. And, and I said, well, if you're really that bored, I'm going to the library to do research. <laughs> do you want to come with me? <laughs> he, jumped he jumped at it. I had no idea until much later the reason why he jumped at it in particular, but he jumped at it. And we are so technically our first date was a date to the library. <laughs> Love it. That's amazing. And, and for our younger viewers, when, when you said he called the house, houses <laughs> used to have phones in them and you would call those to try to reach people. Yeah. Yes. So, right. Yeah. That the, the house phone, you know, <laughs> it was one on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Well, we are glad you two stayed together for 30 years and you're here today. Congratulations. Congratulations. What, what does your relationship dynamic look like today? Well, um, uh, we ahead. are definitely polyamorous. <laughs> um, I have a girlfriend. He has two or three um, at last count. <laughs> um, and um, uh, we're hierarchical only in the sense that we sort of check in with each other. Um, can, can I go out, you know, cause our money is in a common account. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, can I go out this weekend? Do we actually have the m- funds to do that? You know, um, can, you know, that sort of thing. Or, you know, if you're going to be out, can I bring my girlfriend over, yep. you know, that sort of thing. So it's, it's hierarchical only in sort of a check-in sense. Um, yeah. well, we because the two of you live together. So there's a, yeah, yeah the, 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 the sort of rules. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, we've never like thought about 
vetoing a partner yeah. or, or, you know, and if, if even, even saying no, I have to say this because um, even saying no is kind of like, you know, I don't feel like that's my place. Um, so if he says, I want to go out on a date, you know, like he's going this weekend uh, with one of his girlfriends to a big three day Yule festival. Yeah. And it was, he, he, you know, he was trying to figure out, could we work it? Could he swing it? Could he take the time off from work? And I'm like, just go, you know, yeah. um, we'll figure it out, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's very much encouraging each other um, to, to have the, the relationships and the, and the uh, opportunities to spend time with our partners that we each want. Yeah. Just as a direction. Sorry. I'm down to two girlfriends because the <laughs> other one pretty much I haven't heard from in months and she sort of fell off everybody's radar. So, yeah. Well, and I, I love the, and I want to dig into the hierarchy and how you handle it. Cause I think it's such a great conversation because yeah. it's, you know, and I know we'll get there, but the idea that, you're asking for permission in reality. What that is, is it's just common courtesy, right? Like, Hey, yeah. we have a common goal in life. I want It's not like every weekend. Like I want to go on another cruise. I want to go on another cruise. And right. It's how, what, how can we co-create our life together? And I think that's amazing. So I'm excited to dig into that more. Yeah. But backing up, how far do we have to back up to where we introduced non-monogamy for the first time? And what, what, how, when, where? Well, we, we 20, 22 years. Yeah, about, about 22 years ago. <laughs> um, go ahead. You tell the story better. So, okay. Well, um, <laughs> it gets kind of personal. Um, it, it, many couples engage in fantasy, indulge, you know, and, and um, we weren't into role play, but we were, we, we had decided that we were willing, you know, to sort of share your fantasy. You know, if, if I wasn't here in the bed with you, what would you want? You know, who would you want here in the bed with you? You know, um, if you, if you wanted to add a third person, who would it be? Or, you know, and, and, and um, I had been, I had dated both men and women before we got married, but I didn't really at the time think of it as bisexuality in the 1980s. That wasn't a thing. And I lived in a it small was, town in the whole, it just, it wasn't, it didn't cross my mind to say that. It was, I was not just, spoken of back <laughs> in the 1980s. <laughs> you know, and it was, it was like, um, so I had dated this girl and then I had dated this guy. And then, it, you know, so I just, I thought of myself as a serial monogamist and just sort of not really particular about who I was dating. But what propped up in the fantasies was frequently a female partner and it, just for me or for us to share or, you know, but it would, it, it the, the configurations crept into the, into the fantasy. Then I, uh, he finally, he's just like, you can call yourself bisexual there. It's a thing. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so at that point we decided he, we decided to try swinging. Yeah. Maybe I could get some of my, you know, fantasies fulfilled and, and, you know, by doing some swinging. And we did that for a little while. We had, you know, uh, a, a little kid and we just send the grandparent, you know, send him to the grandparents for the weekend so that we could go late night to the club and still like early morning and not have him around, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but a very, probably within two or three years. It got, it got pretty tiresome. It, it, it wasn't fulfilling. Um, and so, um, 
we opened and, you know, basically saying, well, you could go, you go some social groups and, and find yourself girlfriend. And so I did. And I tried, you know, and so I had, I had a girlfriend for a little while and he was in a band. This is where the music comes in. Uh, he was in a band and. So, he, so I kind of had a bunch of boyfriends at the same time, I guess. Well, that, <laughs> it was almost like a, a, a relation, a romantic relationship sometimes, just the amount of right. time and energy I had to spend with these guys. Yeah. But yeah. I a, imagine they, they brought in a female bassist, uh, and, uh, and, and she very much on a meeting of the minds and intellectual and, and the enthusiasm for music and stuff like that. And he and she got very close. Mm-hmm. And so that, so we were we were open um and so i knew he was seeing her and stuff like that but we hadn't had this is one of the, the sort of the rough spots um uh, we'd mm-hmm. always been very conscientious that that being courteous about i'm going out i'm doing this i'm you know doing that sort of thing but we hadn't had the conversation of well i'm ready to become sexual with this person mm-hmm. and he went over to her place when, you know, doing some jamming and, and getting in, you know, and they got frisky and they, they had sex and it was mostly because he hadn't come home <laughs> when he said he was, yeah, that I, I started I hunting late. for him. And yeah. so the, the, the frustration was, you know, and, and so it was, well, we didn't cover this. Well, also, <laughs> also again, we were not expecting to do that. We, we, in fact, I had left my jacket behind at her place uh, and turned around and go to go get it, and um, again she wasn't beckoning come hither or anything like that. It was pretty much um, sort of a spur of the moment thing. Two very horny people, <laughs> and yeah, immediately I knew that it's like I, I should have let Lara know, um, but uh, of course, yeah, when it, you're actually in the uh, moment, yeah. it's kind of hard to remember that. <laughs> Well, and and let's be honest, right? This wasn't this wasn't last year. It's not like you could just text her and say, "Hey, got a minute? Want to talk?" Right? Like you got to call the house phone and then hope she picks it up or leave her a message on the answering machine, right? And so, like <laughs> yeah. the the challenges were not. So I'm no one. No one's here judging you, John. Uh, we, yeah. And it sounds like you two were. What it sounds to me like is you two had opened the relationship. And not talk through all of the possibilities. And one can never talk through all of the possibilities because there's infinite possibilities of ways that we could do this. Oh, yeah. Oh, and and there certainly weren't guidebooks on how to do it. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, You're learning as have, you go, for sure. We didn't have language for it. It was just it was the way we were doing life. And we were very happy. And our marriage was very happy. And our relationships with other people were very happy. and And we were, you know. So it, but we didn't have, we didn't have, you know, the language and the labels and things like that, that they use today. Um, And so we were pretty much making up the rules as we went along. I think we got lucky in the sense that one of the reasons why we're still married after 30 years is the foundation of it has been communication from the beginning. We, we, we talk things out. I mean, uh, letting each other know about where we're going is, is again, sort of a, a communication thing just to make sure that it's like, okay, I'm going to be over here. And if, you know, something explodes in that neighborhood, um, you, you, know, you can feel, you know, feel worried about what's going on. Uh, but, uh, 
and we talked you know, through the incident afterwards. And again, it was we're still together, you know, twenty something years after the event. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I was curious about something you said, John, or both of you kind of said was like the swinging was exhausting and wore you to wore you to out. What I sort of what was that experience like? And what was the transition from the swinging to more opening yeah. and finding more serious partners like for you two? Um, well, I'll, I'll go ahead and start on this one. Um, we were putting forth a lot of energy with people that you know we did not know, and just to sort of get some physical uh, intimacy, and it. But there was no emotional connection, which we uh, I found personally um, kind of disappointing, um, and there was no guarantee that we would ever see these uh, people ever again. Uh, depending on whether we hooked up with a couple or with a single. And it, it, it became a lot of work for a, a very diminishing return. I mean, if if I want to have sex, uh, I could talk to Lara. And if I Lara's not around, I've got two hands for crying out loud. So I can, <laughs> it, it can always be arranged. Um, right. But, and so it, it, it just felt very, very empty and a lot of effort to just not, feel more fulfilled go ahead yeah that's that's really what it was is is our the the community has gotten better i mean god 20 years ago um it was it was you know you went to this one club and the 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 local sheriff's department just sort of turned the turned the other way way, but it was but it literally was just a sex club um even though it was built on the grounds of an old hotel it wasn't going into the hotel rooms. It was that's playing not, the playrooms. That's not where we were. The, where we started. Oh, that's right. Where we was, first started was a was, was a essentially a converted house. It was it, it was mm-hmm. a place out in the middle of nowhere uh, <laughs> called Ranch Four Play, <laughs> which um, I don't. No, I think they. No, it, it no longer exists anymore. Okay. They, so that's uh, <laughs> I feel comfortable for talking about it, seeing that, <laughs> seeing that it no longer. <laughs> But it, yeah, it was out in the middle of uh, the boonies. It would take us. I mean, we're in, it's still in the metro area, but it's like right on the edge of it, and so it it would take us an hour to get there. Um, yeah. You'd never never really sure who was there um, because of the secrecy of trying to to mm-hmm. get there. Um, you never knew the guest list until until you until arrived, you and so you you created new relationships on the fly, and. I'm not really good at that, actually. Um, I, I require conversation. And so, yes, I would talk with somebody and then, you know, and then, but, you know, it'd be an hour before I'd feel comfortable, you know, going back into mm-hmm. the sheds or going back into the rooms or even sh- shifting to the hot tub. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then, you know, I'm not, I'm actually not a very late night person, but even even back then i could i could manage to you know 11 o'clock midnight and stuff like that and while other people were getting started i was right right down and you know so yeah it just and because you couldn't um, except for the hosts who had their own partners Mm -hmm. you know and we're fairly exclusive and we're fairly exclusive yeah um you know you never saw the same you never really saw the same people twice i think 
I think over the few years we went there, I may have seen the same husband and wife um, couple dancing in the in the the dance uh, hall uh, bar, uh, you know, maybe three times. Wow! Mm-hmm. Wow! Yeah, <laughs> and and there yeah. were also people we just did not get along with. So. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 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 So yeah. it sounds like there was really nothing about the swinging scene that worked. <laughs> you, you had to stay up later than you wanted. You didn't get to meet the types of people you wanted, and there there wasn't a whole lot there for you. So what was the the transition to opening up and maybe deeper connections? How did that go? Well, the big thing was we started going to social groups mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than club-oriented groups. I I joined the local LGBTQ center and started going to social groups with um, uh, bi women. I actually started that one, and um, it, but uh, also uh, lesbian women and bi women were was one group. And and it would be you know meet up at the center once a month, but every you know every couple of weeks we'd go um, you know as a group to a local diner you know, or a local eatery or, you know, and, and socialize. Um, mm-hmm. there, there wasn't, it wasn't alcohol centered. It wasn't dance club centered. I was already in my thirties. So it was, you know, it, that, that I had left that scene essentially behind and that, that didn't interest me anymore. Um, yeah. were we ever part of that scene to be, <laughs> <laughs> well, there's that you were character, you were characters in that scene, uh-huh. John. Yeah. You, you, yeah. <laughs> Um, but it's, you know, it was, uh, it was it more social. And uh, so I could start connecting with people. And in fact, that's where I found my first girlfriend was um, in the combination lesbian and bi women's group. And uh, she and I uh, dated for close to a year. It, mm. it didn't work out in the end, because it wasn't that I mean, I didn't require even then, you know, I, I didn't require somebody to also have sex with John or anything like that. Nor did I ask for it. Right. Um, but she became very uncomfortable just with the fact of his existence. I'd go mm-hmm. over to her place and um, she'd be, you know, is he going to call and check on you? You know, to, are, are we going? And I'm like, he's never had to be, you know? So I told him where we're going to be and what we're going to be doing. And that's that, you know? Um, but I don't deal well with paranoid people. (laughs) And so it, it, it fell away after a while because I just like, I, 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 I've already established the parameters of things. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, trying to comfort you, uh, make you understand, you know, but it's beginning to be a lot of work for me and not a lot of pleasure. <laughs> yeah. 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 But at the end of the day, that's not worth and it anymore. So, so that, that relationship ended. I picked up a, a, a long distance relationship with somebody who'd begun reading my writing and that, that mm. um, and, and she was a fan and she was a beta reader and she, we talked a lot about writing and, and stuff like that. And we did some, uh, some uh, you know, sexting um, and that sort of thing. So we're, you know, we're, we've moved up, I guess, to like the 2007, eight. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <You know? laughs> um, 
And, and so I had to, I, uh, she was, you know, very happy that John made me happy. She enjoyed what we were doing and she got an opportunity to come on vacation. So she came here. Um, more than once, more than once. Yeah. And I see she wasn't local. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's actually, uh, uh, she's, you know, she's several time Lock. zones away and we're no longer dating, yeah. but I still keep in touch with her. Um, yeah. So, oh, cool. So during this time, like during this period that you're exploring, was this when John was exploring as well, or was this before that had happened? Um, I had actually just joined a band um, and was playing, you know, spending a lot of time playing out in bars and just socializing with other people that way, just because of the nature of the beast. Um, when, when you're yeah. playing in a cover band, you do a lot of bar gigs. And so, um, never explicitly tried to date anybody um, from any of the bars that I played in, uh, but definitely at least got, you know, got flirted with and got to you know, socially interact with people. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. So you're well, having both having kind of your own fun, different your own journey. Yeah. Experience. Learn our own things. Yep. Yeah. 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 It was, um, it, and, and it, it, again, it was because we didn't really have a language of it. It was just, it was just what we were doing. I don't, I don't remember being, you know, very explicit with any of our circle of friends. I have a girlfriend, mm-hmm. he has a girlfriend, you know, or, or he's, he's, you know, um, I, I do remember thinking, uh, we, we don't tell the parents this, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but that who discusses their sex life with their parents, you know, <laughs> right. Right. It was just yeah. sort of, you know, it, it, well, it's never going to come up. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. My, my parents and his parents, uh, we cross, they cross paths with girlfriends. Um, they, they, my mother visited, uh, one of the weekends, my girlfriend was here. Um, and she was, I, you know, it was, I'm, I'm picking her up from the airport or taking her to the airport, or I don't remember which, what it, what it was, you know, but she was in the car too. And yeah. you know, <laughs> when we talk about the band, uh, with his parents, you know, he talk about the, the bassist by name and, you know, and hanging out and, and, and stuff like that, but he never gets explicit again. You don't discuss yeah. you know, sort of because sure. the parents are asking, you know, what you up to, you know? Okay. So what yeah. we're, what we're up to, we're but, socializing with people, <laughs> but past a certain point, this, you know, a lot of that information is falls in the Nunya file. Yeah. The Nunya <laughs> business. Um, <laughs> and, and so, um, that did get us in trouble later on, but, you know, that's, well, I'd love to hear about that. Was it, was it trouble around maybe (laughs) deeper feelings had developed and people didn't want to feel hidden or what, what were the issues that came up with that? No, the, the, the the, the trouble that happened, um, was really not that troublesome if you ask me. No. Yeah. Because uh, it was falling, it was falling in the category of none of our business. Um, we had, this was just a few years ago about yeah, maybe years. about two. It was two, three years ago before the before the pandemic. Just before, just the pandemic. before the yeah. pandemic. Um, and we had we had joined the one of the local poly groups and we're doing uh, their uh, monthly cocktail meetup at a local bar. And um, our son had just very recently gotten himself a new girlfriend, 
and we had heard or seen nothing of her uh, because of just where she lived and our son's schedule at the time. Uh, and so it, we go to the poly cocktail event and bump into him and this his person, new girlfriend, his new girlfriend who's accompanying him. It's like, Oh, you're here for the poly event. Um, I think we better talk about this sometime later because he didn't know <laughs> polyamorous, um, and yeah. we didn't know that they were. Um, and so, and we spent the rest of that evening just sort of keeping distance to let him have his time with his friends and, and his, his girlfriend, and we could talk to to our friends. And of course, there were some common uh, common members. friends. Yeah. <laughs> we, oh, I didn't know John was your John, and you, you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man. So, I mean, at this point, you said your son didn't know he, well, he uh, didn't, of your history. Um, he, he knew that I was bisexual. Yeah. And, um, uh, but he, yeah, he didn't know that we were polyamorous. And so the, the big conversation was, you know, uh, let's make sure we're using our shared calendars. I'm sure every polyamorous person remembers the shared calendars. We have shared calendars. It's like, put your event on the shared calendar. <laughs> Yeah. So that we don't also show up at that event. <laughs> yes. I mean, the cocktails event is a very, very tame one. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's got eats and it's got drinks and it's got conversation. It's, you know, it's in just sort of move table, move around tables, meet new people. Um, so it's very just social. But it, yeah, it was a little bit surprising <laughs> for both of us. But I mean, the, I love our, it. Our poly group has, for example, had events at a local dungeon. Yeah. Usually stuff like, you know, you know Intro to ropes. Yeah, intro to ropes yep. or or yeah, or or yeah, kink one oh one. And uh, I've actually we've actually attended that with some friends. Uh but yes, running into your own children at, at one of those events would be kind of awkward. So we <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I, I think it's amazing that you ran into each other at an event and that you were both able to or that you were all able to just sort of navigate it and say, well, we're going to go and play in this sandbox and you go play in that one. And we'll talk about this later because like, we're all here and nobody needs well, to have their have night room. Over it. Yeah. 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 I mean, in that, yeah, and uh, one of the things we, we've had a chance, when, it's nice to be friends with your adult children. Um, because it's gotten us, it's given us a chance to do some reflection and basically our positive sex behavior and relationship behavior enabled him, enabled him to create positive sex, you know, sex positive relationships, you know, as an adult, um, we, as a matter of fact, he and his girlfriend are current girlfriend are on their way over. They're going to have, they're going to do some work in his old room fix the storage up, but then they're going to have Sunday dinner with us, you know, and we'll talk about politics and we'll talk about religion and we'll talk about, um, poly things and we'll talk about, you know, um, but that's, it's, it's been really an opportunity to sort of see the proof of our parenting. Yeah. With the the partner who says, yeah, he's, he's, he's totally trustworthy. He's open. He's honest. He's thoughtful. He's caring. Um, you know, it, gets along with his metamors. Yeah, get al- gets along with metamors. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah. 
it's just what a great opportunity like to to be able to to have that relationship like to be able to share all of who you are with your kids i mean obviously yes not going to the clubs together but (laughs) to share uh, you don't have to hide right you can put on there going to the dungeon and they're like well we're not going to the dungeon right That's that's the like we to have that level of of openness and honesty with your kids i imagine that creates as you said like to to have an established and continuing relationship with your kids as they grow older, I think there's so many parents that are like, yeah, our kids are doing their thing and we're doing our thing and we don't keep in touch like we used to. But mm-hmm. you two have now found a common vein as adults that you both can talk about and share about. And I think that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, 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 it makes me glow every time I think about it, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is amazing. Kind of on that thread, are you, uh, open it with anyone else in your life or has it been kept pretty quiet between the two of you? Because of the, the nature of my work um, and the political sensitivity thereof, I can't really, um, you know, talk about my outside relationships uh, because I, I could get persecuted pretty much. Uh, and I mean, I know I went to college with a bunch of furries for crying out loud. And I've, I've been their security guard for 20 years of their local convention, just, just being large and grumpy and making sure people didn't break things. And I couldn't share that because again, that could have cost me some sort of discipline at work. Um, So I I keep it very, very, very low key uh, just because I, I can't let it get out. Of course, certainly with our parents, very conservative on on both sides, uh, it's very difficult to uh, for us to say, "Hey, we're we're, we're seeing other people." <laughs> so if you the, you happen to see them at dinner, um, well, <laughs> um, and interestingly, we were hosting our son and one of his partners, not, not his primary girlfriend, but one of his partners when uh, our, my sister-in-law, her sister was down here for, I don't remember what your sister was down here before. (laughs) um, And and we said nothing about it aside from that. This, this is, uh, this is Z's uh, friend. Yeah. 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 I love it. We've, we've pretty much, closed our social circles to other poly to to being only among other poly people yeah um i mean we meet newbies at at meetups all the time you know but again it's part of the poly group so sort of they there are they already know what they're getting into yeah kind of thing in that sense or, or they're asking questions about it but we i also believe in the in the um if you're gonna meet somebody from work at a club, it's it's very much like the way we met our son. Oh, you're here for the same thing. Well, that's going to be between us because we both know what's at stake if anybody else finds yep. out. You know, yeah, yeah. And you would you would feel so resentful if say they went back to work instead and started talking about it and mentioning you and and stuff okay. like that. Yeah. But sort of being aware of that. So yeah. y- you know the. Um, uh, it's a meme or something, you know, uh, where uh, two two um, conservative guys, you know, bo- both meet up at a sex, bo- both encounter each yep. other at a sex club, and they're like, "Well, I could tell the public about you, yes, but you'd have to tell them you were here." Yeah, 
Mutually assured destruction is a powerful tool. Yes. Yes. By the way, going back to, of course, keep opening up to some of my even even some of my long term friends. Two of my very oldest friends became Anglican priests. I don't (laughs) think they would uh, they would accept that sort of radicalism. Yeah. Very, very true. Yeah. Very true. It's unfortunate, but I can understand why. Like, yeah, you pick and choose your battles for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. when we're out, yeah. when we're being social, yeah, that's, you know, so we choose to socialize. It's sort of like after we discovered our son was in it, we we went around to he- to see if we could help him because he actually asked us. It, it would be really helpful to talk to somebody else who had grown up with poly parents, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. And so it turned out an adult friend of ours <laughs> was a daughter of poly parents. And, and so she, she talked with him for a little while and he's talked with her and, and a couple of other people. And so it, it, it you know, it was, it was kind of neat to be able to have that networking, to be able to say, you know, here's somebody you can talk to about the unique circumstances, the unique perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That is super cool. But but my writing is is what um, is really when we started putting terms and labels together. Um, yeah. I, I was um, my first couple of novels were kind of straight up women loving women novels. And, and they left respective partners to do that. And then I started writing this next group and I'm like, they're not swingers but they're not exclusive and they're, they're not interested in leaving a partner for what is that called? And I started researching around and, you know, and that was in 2015. So finally the language was out there. So I was able to, you know, Google it. And first of course ran across Minaj and threesomes and then find, then the word thruple came up and then from, you know, and sort of expanded in type of, polyamory type of ethical non-monogamy and we're like oh this is what we've been doing (laughs) (laughs) we're able to put names on things that we were were doing right which is powerful to 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 know that you're not i mean you knew you weren't alone but to know that there's a bigger there's a bigger community out there that you're you're part of in a way Mm -hmm. yeah and that's so that's when we started going to the poly meetups and 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 i started listening to podcasts and i started uh reading books and uh because i was working on my own story and i finally got my story done and and yeah uh, which isn't like it's interesting you know that that in the history of your relationship it hasn't been that long since you put got like that language yeah. like there was many many yeah. years there without just, it with just you just doing your thing <laughs> yeah i love yeah. it that's amazing yeah. well and that you two are still here you yeah. didn't you didn't have every book under the sun you didn't have a thousand podcasts you didn't have you just you came at it in a way that the two of you could support one another in your lives living the way you want to live and loving the way you wanted to love and you're yeah. here. And then, and then, you know, 70% of the way through your journey, you're like, Oh, look at that. There's a word for what we're doing. <laughs> and, and there's, there's other people doing what we're doing. Like, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and of course, prior to us learning more ab- about polyamory, I'd, I'd heard the word because uh, a cousin of mine w- had been living a polyamorous uh, life. And uh, unfortunately she, uh, she had been married and had a boyfriend and the marriage did not work out 
And then the uh, ex-husband murdered the boyfriend. Jesus. Uh, and so that, that sort of puts a big, big stigma on it uh, in my family. So, uh, again, I, that's one of those reasons why I can't really talk to uh, my parents about it. Wow. That's an intense uh, story. Oh, yeah. I mean, when you, when, you, when you can see just how bad it can go, it's, yeah. you know, it, it's like, how have we managed to not have this happen? Well, one, we don't, you know challenge each other about our relationships yeah. you know but it, it was it was just it was like how is that possible um that that we could have avoided all of those problems um and we just we keep coming back to because we talk, talk. Yeah. when we were yeah. dating we would talk and we would talked you know till three o'clock in the morning <laughs> yeah. about everything yeah. um, and for that matter with <laughs> One of the things that I've enjoyed about my partners is that pretty much we, we, we started off just talking and talking and talking. So sometimes we would be sitting up till the wee hours of the morning, uh, usually long after whatever establishment we'd been meeting at was closed, just standing out in the parking lot, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. So, so it was communication. Yeah. yeah, well, and I, I think what's amazing about that and, and just thinking through that a little bit is that is that's going to be the foundation for any relationship, regardless of yeah. whether you have one partner or seven. And there was, again, back to the point that like there was no you weren't reading books or listening to podcasts that were saying polyamory is harder than monogamy. You were just doing life in a respectful, courteous way to one another. And that would that would probably have served you in a monogamous relationship as well as it served you in a non-monogamous one at this in the same way. Like the the foundation is what you built on. And I think that's amazing. Yeah, I I listen sometimes to the, you know, we've been married 54 years, or you know, somebody who's just lost their spouse. We were married 73 years. I saw her across the hall at the high school dance, you know, and, and I immediately yep. knew I loved her. And 73 years later, she passed away in my arms, you know, that sort of thing. Um, and, you know, and people ask, how did you make it last so long? Well, we didn't get up in each other's face all the time. Yep. She had her things. I had my things. We came together. We built family. You know, yeah. th there's, there's something to be said about that, regardless of I mean, they were monogamous, clearly, you know, right. and, and and that type of thing. But it didn't it didn't sort of like earth shatteringly. The, the people who say they're joined at the hip, you know, I, I always worry about that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you just need to be two autonomous people and 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 co-create together. But, you know, and find that partnership. And it, because when you get too enmeshed, like it just doesn't, you often people can lose their sense of identity and then, and then mm -hmm. go down that path. So, well, but the mainstream societal messages, yeah. you've got to find the one and that one's going to yes. do everything for you. And therefore you would do everything together. And, and even well, I would just interject even for us as two people who have never really believed or ascribed to that notion we love doing so many of the same things that for so long we were those people who were always up in each other's biz because we just loved doing those things 
and we loved doing them with our best friend. And so it's been more of a conscientious, I don't want to say decoupling, but, but separating of like, I'm going to go do this thing and you're going to go do that thing and we'll both be okay. And we'll come back together and we'll, we'll, we'll like, cause we're so used to like, we love doing shit together and yeah, now it's we an absolutely effort do. to do. Yeah. Early on in our marriage, um, we would just literally point the car in a direction and just drive. And he, he's driving, I'm in the passenger seat and we are talking and, you know, an yeah. hour and a half, two hours later, we're at the coast because of where we are, any direction in about an hour, hour and a half, you're in a coast, you know, and then we'd go wander around the town and we'd find a festival or we'd find a, you know, a, a, a kitschy little store and we'd just wander through it. Um, and we were still just talking, 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 talking. <laughs> Finding beachside restaurants, for example, is always yeah, a wonderful yeah. thing to do. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, a favorite pastime of mine, I must admit. <laughs> we um, we yeah. went in some places. Uh, we went to a restaurant in the middle of basically a walkout. Like 90% of their staff walked out the door while we were in the restaurant. Yeah, that was not one of the good experiences, with- <laughs> though. <laughs> <laughs> It becomes one of those stories we can tell because we were there, you know, yep. that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, our uh, our honeymoon, we went out to, you know, this this place, and it was out in the middle of nowhere, and it was it was not a good place. So we were like, well, what are we going to do? Well, we'll just we'll pool our money, and we'll, we'll get a hotel room. Um, and so we got a different, you know, got a different place to stay. And, and three days later, we came back to our regular lives and, and went on, but it was, it was the problem solving and the talking about yeah. it and the just sort of being comfortable with dealing with sort of with whatever came along yep. and, yeah. and uh, that, that um, really cemented things for us. Yeah. It's all about the adventure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it is. Absolutely. Yeah. And finding that balance of having autonomy in your individuality in your life, but having that fun and adventure together and nurturing that relationship and connection as well. Like there's, there needs to be both. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. How how have you two seen one another grow over the last 30 years? Well, let's call it 20 years of non-monogamy. You had, you had about a 10 year foundation ish, eight year foundation. How have you seen yourselves grow? And it, and it doesn't necessarily have to be because of the non-monogamy, but I'm just curious, like, how you two have seen over the years. I, I, I've found that I am much more conscientious and aware of other people's feelings. Uh, just yeah, because, I would agree with that. Um, just be, because of how you have to live your life when, you, when, you, when, you're, when you're living uh, as polyamorous. Um I mean, and, he was he was pretty aware of that beforehand, but it's become even it's been more intentional. Yes. Uh, another thing that I think is we've also encouraged each other to pursue things. Um, he actually didn't pick up a guitar until we were married. So picking a guitar, learning the guitar, playing the guitar, joining the bands. These were not things he had done before, and um, he, he's he's enriched his life uh, by being able to really uh, get into the music that he, he clearly clearly so passionate about. It just it wasn't something he did before we were married. Yep. So and um, uh, and 
I see the music and, and the growth there um, as something he took out into the rest of his life. He's trying new things. He's doing other things. Um, if I can, I mean, he's a Taurus. He is such a Taurus. <laughs> I am planted here. I am doing this. <laughs> uh, it, it, he gets very comfortable and he, he says, this is my spot and this is my place. Um, and, but now he reaches out and his spot has become larger. He becomes more comfortable in more situations. And, and mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's been a, a, a big change uh, in him. I mean, I love it. <laughs> I mean, just as an example, in, in two weeks, I'm, I'm going out with a partner to a big Yule celebration with a whole bunch of, uh, whole bunch of pagans that, uh, again, this is well outside my, my experience. So it's going to be going to be interesting watching the whole thing. <laughs> and, I love and, it. That's amazing. And, and John, how about, how about what have you seen for, for Lara in terms of how, how you've watched her sort of evolve and bloom over the years? Well, I think that, I think the word bloom definitely is an apt one due to the fact that for so long, she was very introverted and very, very uh, reticent to just express herself outside of, 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 of the, the house. Um, and with her, you know, I've been encouraging her writing, um, although... Honestly, I wouldn't have gotten back to it without him. I had... Um, I had a pretty stifling childhood when it, where it came to my writing. Where it was very discouraged. And, and, and um, yeah. so it, uh, I, it I took a 10-year hiatus from it, basically, 15 years, um, you know, and, and did all the things I was supposed to do. And, and then sort of part of the, I, I'm going through all of these changes as we're opening up and, and swinging and stuff like that. And I, so I'm writing uh, to process it. And uh, it's like, you should share this with people. <laughs> yeah. um, now, granted, early on when she was doing lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of writing, uh, it got, got on my nerves a little bit. But we communicated about that <laughs> <laughs> and so we sort of figured, figured out how to make things work. Um, and, of course, because she has now, of course, been you know, had partners and, and, and been out and about, when we got doing social stuff, Sometimes I will just sit and sip at my drink and watch her interacting with other people and just watching just the amount of energy and joy that she's having. And I'm just enjoying watching her be happy. Um, and uh, in, in our, in our poly community here in, in, uh, in our city, uh, several of our long term time friends also see that. And we sort of get together and sort of cheer her on while from the sidelines, <laughs> So she's yeah become more more open, more communicative, more self assured. Um, I mean, of course, I've I've always been you know kind of uh, kind of overconfident myself, but but again, um, even I have, have been a lot more self assured uh, because of the mm -hmm. fact that I, I, I'm navigating things and I'm and keeping the lines of communication open so that if I run into issues, I can say, okay, I, I need some advice. I need some help. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Love it. Yeah. That's amazing. And, and just, 
listening to the journey you two have been on is I don't know. I, the, the word inspirational comes up because it's just like you, I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel like it's been a flawless journey, and I have to imagine there's been some flaws, but well, it's that's beautiful. I was, yeah. was going to ask is you know you t- touched on a couple, one or two of the challenges, and do you have other? points that come up that have been that have been hard not that your journey has not been an inspiration i don't mean to take that away from you no, at I mean, all <laughs> I mean, the, um the, the the difficulty with the uh, the first girlfriend um because that one upset me and uh so i was not i, I was not a good partner um uh, to anybody uh you know for a little while as, as I processed that. And, uh, so, uh, he, he kind of pulled me back into line. <laughs> um, but you know, the, the, and the, the, the one sort of before we all got started, uh, there was, it was, it was, um, a, a, a weird thing, but sometimes when I get overstimulated and I get ready to shut down, um, I get really, um, unable to interact with people. Um, and I, I left a, I left a party early just to walk out in the parking lot, sort of take a few deep breaths and stuff like that. And I upset him because I didn't communicate that I was leaving. Um, and you weren't answering your phone. And I wasn't answering my phone. All right. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah. So, you know, we've had the, we've had miscommunications and stuff like that, but I, I guess because of the foundation of, communicating. Mm-hmm. We also have always, you know, said, well, okay, clearly the communication channels were not working. Let's sit down and have some good communication yeah. for a moment, you know, and uh, we've had, we, we had arguments when we were young and, and newly married and stuff like that, uh, that were not the right kind of arguing. And now, now you, you get a chance to sort of look back a hundred, you know, retrospect 2020 and you realize I wasn't a good arguer, no. <laughs> you know, um, but we worked those things out. We figured out how to communicate. We got better at it. And, and, and so now an awful lot of, you know, what most people might think of as a, as a real problem um, gets communication. Um, that was one of the things I had to, um, cause if I wrote the relationship that my husband and I have and how we did it in, into the story, people would say, there's no way it happened yeah, that, that way. That, that's not real. That's not real. Yeah. And so I had to go in, in, you know, go, go investigate, you know, how can relationships break down through lack of communication, poor communication and things like that in order to put realistic obstacles in my throuples <laughs> way. <laughs> but it sounds like you need to write the book of. This is real, and this is how we did it because it is real. It sounds like it was almost almost too good. Uh, I mean, not to say again that there no, were no I mean, conflicts, not, like but that you had, that you worked through them. Yeah, we worked through those things, and I think that that's I think that's the bi- the big difference is that because that's the other thing is I also think you have to be willing to work through those problems. And actually, and actually, I think that's one of the things that sort of ha- makes a lot of monogamous relationships fall apart where they they run into problems but they're not willing to push their what you have to figure out what's you know what's broken and fix it and so then they just drift apart and well and 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 to even let it get to the point where it's broken true i mean so yeah. so yeah. often it's so often we, we would look at 
I've never quite figured out. I, I have some monogamous friends and, you know, go out and hang out and, you know, I'm hanging out with the wives and he's hanging out with the husbands, you know, and, and, so, and the wives are saying negative things about how he doesn't clean up around the house or uh, I was raising the kids and he was doing his thing. And he said, why didn't you ever mention this to him? You know, and, and says, well, I couldn't possibly, he would get so angry at me then why are you with him? If you get that angry that you couldn't feel like you could express yourself, yeah. that, you know, yeah. and it, it just, you would circle on it. And so I just keep my mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. it's a, it's a great point that people, and, and we all do it, right. We sweep, we sweep hard shit under the rug and think, mm-hmm. well, that'll go away. Well, and then it, we do it a hundred times and it just, the rug gets more and more. It's not, it's not even, to, it's not even that'll go away. Um, it simmers and stews mm-hmm. yeah. and creates a cancer because mm-hmm. when it's small, it's almost always fixable. It's when you've let it get big and build up and, and, and stuff like that, that it's not fixable. Um, yeah. you know, and, and that's just, so yeah, I, I, I find myself, that was probably another reason why I spend more time around my poly friends than mm-hmm. I do around my our old monogamous friends. I mean, I still have them and I still communicate with them, text with them, you know, that sort of thing. But I, I feel like I have to shut down so much of, you know, that you really don't need to be going through that kind of problem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you would just open your mouth and say something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Thank you both for everything that you shared. Um, There's so many more questions we could ask you, but for the sake of time, we'll, we'll uh, not ask you questions for the next three hours. (laughs) (laughs) But I I just, I love the, the thread that like, so much of it comes back to communication, talking over and over and over, understanding, not get up in each other's grill, like be a little forgiving or a lot forgiving sometimes and move through, right? (laughs) There's so much there. I just, I love, I love the conversation. I love, I love too the fact that you two just sort of moved through this world without, really without a, a, a lighthouse to follow. You just did your thing. You treated each other with love and kindness and respect. And here you are 30 years later looking at another 30 years of it. And it's, oh, yeah. it's fantastic. Well, I, mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we, we sort of grew up during that latchkey kid era, era where we pretty much came home and had to fend for ourselves. So we figuring sur- out our own problems is sort of built into our DNA. Yeah. I mean, pretty much yeah. like, yeah, I, I got to do this. Well, shit, I might as well do it myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> well, is there, is there anything that we haven't brought up and we want to give you a chance, uh, Lara to talk about your books where people can find them and there will be links in the show notes, but tell us a little bit about your books and, and if there's anything else that we haven't touched on that you two need to scream out into the podcast averse. You can find my books. um, My website's larazbooks.com and the poly books are we three and we fit, which just came out in November. Um, And they, they, they're fiction, but an awful lot of the, 
the, the, the transition from swinging to poly, because really the first book is they're, they're all swingers. They're, they, that's the negotiation that they've made. They're all swingers. But towards the end of the book, there's a clear shift and they're not really sure where that shift is going to take them. And it scares one of the characters because she's like not into commitment. And, and so it's like, how is this going to work? And then the second book really is, explores it as a polyamorous relationship. And mm-hmm. um, so, but so in order to create that transition, in order to, I, I dug back through my own experiences, my own feelings, um, my own processes. Um, and then I fictionalized it for these characters and did the things that they would do or not do. And, and, and that sort of thing. Um, so again, that's we three, um, the subtitle of that is one and one and one makes three. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, links. And then the newest one is we fit subtitle. We three together. Um, and it's the second book and follows the same, uh, three people. Um, and, uh, they're both at, uh, Lara Z books.com. Perfect. Awesome. We will put links in the show notes so people can find them super easily. Go check it out. It's amazing. Is yeah, any- we're super excited about that. Yeah, so thank for you sure. for all of your hard work and for sharing everything today, both of you. As Finn was about to say, is there anything else before we let you go? I really want to say thank you to both you uh, and uh, the the uh, podcast uh, for having us on. Yeah. Uh, when when we when uh, we got the opportunity. It was really an opportunity to sort of do a check-in on our relationship. We sort of double-checked with each other. Are you cool with this? Are you cool with this? And, you know, and sometimes we get into a conversation and we'll talk, talk about the beginning of our relationship and like, I don't remember it that way. So we sort of compared notes and made sure we still remember it all the same. It was, uh, so it was a really, it was an opportunity for a check-in on our own relationship. And so we really appreciated the opportunity to do that. Love it. Well, we'll take credit for the next 30 years then. (laughs) Assuming assuming they're good years. Um, (laughs) I love it. Well, thank you both. It was wonderful chatting and I hope it's not our last time, the last time our paths cross. So yeah, I agree. Well, have a wonderful, warm, sunny day, and we will talk. We'll talk soon. Yeah, we'll talk again. Take care. And we're back. Thank you so much, Lara and John. An extra thank you to John (laughs) from me. (laughs) Thank you both for coming on and sharing your story. And yeah, just for being vulnerable and open with us. We love the conversation. So thank you again. Yeah, it was amazing. And we have a ton of gratitude. Uh, to both of you. So thank you. few quick reminders. Our next virtual meet and greet is January 19th. That's a Thursday night. You can sign up on our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. These are open to anyone. You just must be open-minded and respectful. Also, also, we have a for our community. So if you're interested in being part of the community, it's only five bucks a month. You get a lot of awesome things to be part of the community, including you can join us for an in-person weekend on January 28th in the San Francisco Bay Area. So uh, we're excited. We're pulling that together and we're hoping to do more in the future too if you can't make this one. Real quick though, there is no cost to join this event. It is basically uh, a la carte. We're not upcharging anything. We, we're going to probably do dinner and drinks one night. Those are on you. We are hopefully doing a yoga class. The cost will just be passed through. And we're doing a fun private pole dance class with Amy from episode 188. 
I believe. And uh, that, again, just passing the cost through. So we are not profiting off of this. Uh, we just wanted to throw that out there for anybody who's like, oh, I want to be a part of that. How much is that going to cost? Uh, it will cost the cost of dinner and drinks and roughly $30 for pole dancing and possibly a little bit of money for yoga. If you want to join those things. And hotels, if you want to stay in a hotel, bring yeah. a tent if you want to sleep on, <laughs> on the streets. That's We encourage you to be as frugal as you want. Yes. <laughs> Couch surfing. Couch surfing. Yeah. Do it all. Anyway, we are excited for all of the upcoming events in January. Uh, and I don't think we have any other announcements. Next week? We have an announcement about next week's episode. Next week is we an episode with... With Rose. Yes. So for anybody who is a longtime listener of the show or a brand new listener of the show, uh, you're going to hear a little bit of things that maybe you've heard about before. Yes. Like the Yale Orgy Club. Exactly. So maybe things you could do if you wanted to do some research of your own. You could go back and listen to a few episodes, like episode 141 with Zach. Or there's an episode somewhere in like the 190s maybe with about Ryan. with uh, Ryan wasn't part oh, of the no, no, no. group. Oh no no I have the wrong person. I think 181 was episode G with G. Yes. And there's an episode about rethinking orgies. Yes. And we so all of those episodes talk about the Yale Orgy Club and Rose. Well, spoiler alert: Rose is one of the organizers of the current Yale Orgy Club. Correct. And so links, so you don't have to remember all of those numbers None of that, those things that you have Finn, to remember. Finn just threw out there. There's links to those episodes in the show notes from today's today's episode. With accurate numbers. With accurate numbers, because we, we might be a little off. <laughs> it's unlikely, but it's possible. It's possible. And also, regardless of whether you're into Yale orgies or not, the, the episode doesn't really focus on that. It is a fan-fucking-tastic conversation, and it is beautiful. It is. Rose is amazing. Yeah. So with that, I guess, Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year, everyone. Let's, here's to 2023. Let's do it. We're excited. Let's do it. We'll see you all around and we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening.